Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hi my love, welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you are new here, hi, welcome to the podcast. And if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey, or hey boy, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a good day as you guys tune into this episode. I am so excited for this. I know I say this like literally every episode, but truly guys, like I am so excited for this episode. So on today's episode, it is a guest episode and we have Brooke Michio. If you don't know Brooke, I feel like you you just been sleeping under a rock. Like I'm gonna need you to get up out under that rock, okay? And go to YouTube and search Brooke and search her YouTube channel because she is amazing. I remember I first started watching Brooke, I wanna say a year or a year and a half, maybe two years ago on YouTube. And I fell in love with her content. Not only is she incredibly relatable, she's like in her early 20s. She is a content creator. She would create content that was about like post-grad life, living in Boston. She now lives in New York, but she created this content just about living her life, a lot of vlogs. So if you're into vlogs, like you would love her content, but it was just so relatable and just so authentic, so real, so raw that I really, really connected with her and everything that she would talk about, everything that she would show on her channel. And then I discovered her podcast, Gals on the Go, and I literally just like fell in love with her podcast as well. It's hosted with her and her best friend, Danielle. So yeah, I'm just excited because I feel like it's just such a, like, I wouldn't even say fangirl moment. Cause like, girl, I don't like the term fangirl. Cause I feel like it just almost creates this like hierarchy between you and someone else. And I don't personally like resonate with that, but I will say it has been so humbling to be someone that has watched Brooke for so long and to have her come on the podcast and join me for an episode. And not only that, but for this episode to be filled with so much fun and laughter and just good vibes. Like it was such a great episode. I think sometimes there is that like fear that someone that you watch online or some someone that you love online is like not the same as they are, I guess, like in real life. And I found that was not the case with me interacting with Brooke. It was such a genuine raw, real, authentic, and fun conversation. I truly did not want it to end. And so thank you, Brooke, if you're listening, for coming on and joining me for this episode. It truly was amazing. So if you, again, are not familiar with Brooke, she is a YouTuber, as I mentioned earlier, a podcaster, a content creator overall in general. She'll tell you a little bit more about herself and how she started her channel, all that. We talk about that in the conversation today. We also dive into dating. We dive into self-love, self-worth, self-care, therapy, and the importance of going to therapy, the importance of really honoring yourself, of really treating yourself, of really recognizing your worth, all of these things we dive into today. And again, it's such a really beautiful, raw, and genuine conversation. But Again, I will link all of Brooke's links down below, but she has over 248,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 104,000 followers on Instagram. I'm not sure if her Twitter following, I know she's big there too. I follow her on Twitter. She's very funny. And truly, it really isn't about the numbers. I kind of mentioned the numbers so you guys can really understand the, the moment of humility for me in terms of working with and speaking with someone with such a large platform. Again, very humbling, very cool. I think it's sort of, we talk about this in the episode about like the universe giving you like signals of like you being on the right path. And I think for me, having Brooke on this episode and being able to work with people with larger platforms is really kind of my little like nudge that I'm going in the right direction with my platform and with my content and with what I talk about. So it is really exciting. So I am not going to do too much more of an intro. I just really wanted you to got, you guys to understand like 
how amazing and exciting this is. And we're just going to dive into the combo with me and Brooke. But of course, check out the show notes down below for links to all of her content, all of her um, profiles online on social media. If you want to follow her, check out her blogs, all that good stuff. And yeah, my loves, let's go ahead and just dive into this episode. I know I always feel like a long intro, but y'all, I'll keep it short and sweet today because this episode is juicy and I want you guys to hear it all. So again, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. Let's go ahead and dive into the conversation with me and Brooke. today hi i'm doing amazing how about you i'm good it's a sunny day here in texas can't complain um i'm a little warm but you know i (laughs) i moved here knowing the weather would be warm so i'm excited about that that sounds like a place to be right now with the exception of the like no mask rule but i besides that i've heard texas is just an amazing place like i really want to like live a year there in my life at some point do it literally do it i decided to move here randomly and i'm like probably the best decision i've made very spontaneous but very very like good so far so yeah i love that oh my gosh good for you i love that energy yeah so let's go ahead and just dive into our questions we have a ton to cover today i'm very excited um and for anyone who's listening who's not familiar with you your platform can you tell us a little bit about who you are what you do the type of content that you create and post online yes so i am 23 years old only for like a few more weeks which is so crazy to say i live in new york city and i am a I like to say lifestyle content creator because I have a podcast with my friend Danielle Carolyn and then I have a YouTube channel, Instagram, every form of social media really. So people are like, what's your job? And it's kind of like the culmination of everything. I mean, call it separate streams of income or whatever it is. It's developed over the years. You know, I used to just, ever since I was younger, like 16, even younger than that, 14 in my teen years, I started a YouTube channel. And then of course, social media has changed so much since then. So then I hopped on Instagram and then we started the podcast and it really grew and I'm just so thankful it's turned into like a full-time venture for me and just sharing my life and I've created such an amazing community of women and men who are going through life maybe it might be similar to me maybe it might be different but they're going through life with me all the trials and tribulations too and it's just so amazing I could not have asked for anything better like I'm literally living my dreams I love that I literally can like just hear and see the passion like on your face as we're talking (laughs) I always tell my friends I was like chatting I had this epiphany I was like on the treadmill the other day and I was like you know, I would just love to live my life and like be who I am as a person and get paid for it. And I feel like that's what you're doing. Like you're literally living the dream. And I love that because I think YouTube and podcasting and so many of these like basically like online content creation jobs have just started to like evolve these days. And I feel like it's giving people the chance to actually like create their dream job like whatever it is that you want to do like it used to be a thing where you would be like oh like you can't really do like you can't make money online and now it's like um you can make money online and there are so many different ways to do it so I'm here for that for you I completely agree I think that it's changed so much like when I first started I think maybe it was there was ways to make money I didn't even know I just went into it so authentically and I was like oh I I saw other people like making videos and I was always like the outgoing kid in school so I was like I can make videos too you know like taught myself how to edit everything and now it's become such there's jobs you know if you don't love being on camera there's jobs on the back end there's jobs on the front end I just think it creates this flexibility where people don't necessarily have to you know work for somebody else and work a nine-to-five like you could really create your own business doing anything with it like there's so many different ventures within it exactly yeah and I feel like the fact that you started you said you started so authentically is like a huge part of it I know people say like don't go into it for the money I kind of I have mixed feelings on that because I'm like money's a thing so if you go into it like for the money like obviously that can be a goal but like make sure you like the thing so you're not like just doing something that you hate because that doesn't seem ideal but I want to know, like, what was the the catalyst to you starting your YouTube channel in the first place? Like, besides the whole, like, you saw other people doing it, like, was there something that you were like, oh, I really want to, like, show this journey or, like, I really want to record these types of videos? So I am really, like, a internet kid story. Like, I remember I was, like, the first out of my friends to get a laptop because I asked for one. You know, I was always, like, super curious. And I feel like I was the friend who almost, like, found YouTube first. I feel like I heard people in school talking about it. So I, like, went home and, like, did my research. This is, like, 
I'm talking about when I was in like elementary school at this point, like I was really young. So I actually had a channel before the one that I'm on now where I did like fun videos with my friends, like skits and music videos and stuff like that. Like where I was kind of like the filmer, editor, producer. And I just like, was like, Hey, if you guys are in my videos, like I'll make the finished product. So I like was like begging my friends to be in them. And it was fun. You know, they would, it would be like, come over and like sleep over and like we would make videos together and then like I would send it to them on a Monday or whatever and be like yeah it's online it got 200 views like it was so exciting that channel was like so authentic and then I um you know I was getting older kind of middle school times um it just wasn't as cool anymore a lot of people were like not interested in being in the videos anymore so I kind of I'm not gonna say I ever really lost the passion I was still really passionate but outside forces definitely caused me to stop which I'm not mad about I think you know I went through a little bit of a period of growth and then a year or two later I was still, of course, watching YouTube. I was still, you know, on it every day, watching people and the spark. And like I said, it never really died. It, it just the type of content I watched changed. It became more of this fashion and beauty content, which by no means am I any expert. I mean, I was like a teen girl. Of course, I liked clothes and makeup, but like, I'm an Aries, like fire sign. Like I've always liked being on camera and being theatrical and all that stuff. So I, it was more the on camera element. It wasn't so much as the material of what I was talking about, which I guess kind of sounds shallow now that I say it, but I was so young and I just needed a way to express myself. And like I said, connect with people online. High school wasn't necessarily the easiest years for me, especially early high school. So it gave me like a more, more or less an outlet. And I think that's what I was looking for. I love that you also mentioned just sort of the growth, right. And going through YouTube and sort of having that initial channel where it was like, okay, you just kind of like tipped your toes into the water and then, yeah. okay, well that like cycle or that part of your life, that journey sort of came to a combination and came to close. And now you started that new journey with the new channel. And I've just like, I watch your YouTube videos and I've seen sort of that growth. I think I came in watching when you were, it was your first post-grad job. So when you were doing like yes. a job, that's when I started watching around that yes. time. And just seeing that growth of you going from like Boston, going to New York, like just kind of like having that whole change and like fun fact I like grew up in Boston so I was always like oh, oh my gosh like I knew the places because yeah so yeah and I also lived in New Jersey for a little bit as well so when you were like in New York I was like, oh, oh cool. so you're a Northeast gal you get it because <laughs> we're worldly um but yeah just like seeing that growth I loved and one of the things I've seen um, your channel do or seeing you do with your channel is like you start to really tap into like the self-love the self-worth content which I think is so important and I think people are really starting to like recognize the importance of talking about that now I would love to know like how you defined and practiced self-love and self-worth in the past and how that sort of changed throughout your journey especially like now that you are doing what you love and now that you're kind of like in this place where I feel like you're just like I, I don't know. I feel like you're so much more comfortable. At least that's what I've seen on the camera. But like, tell us more about like that journey. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I think for so long, I heard that phrase, you know, self-love, like everyone's like, you have to practice self-love. And I was like, sure. I, I've always been independent. I've always been, if you want to say entrepreneurial, like I've always just, you know, so I assumed that by doing those things and I, I practiced self-love, I was like, yeah, I practice, sure. Love myself, whatever. But then I think in the most recent, like few years, especially going through many changes in life. Like I quit my corporate job to pursue this full-time graduating from college where I had, you know, a pretty stable life for four years, you know, like I went to a big state school university. So it was just consistency for four years. Then I moved and then I quit the job. And then it was a lot of like turbulence in my life. And I almost had nothing to fall back on because I, I lacked that self-love, I think. And it almost made me lacking. It made me realize that that needed to be at the forefront of my mind. So it definitely has been a bigger priority in my life in later years, which I do kind of regret I, because looking back, even on me in college, I did feel like at many times, like I needed to do things like my friends were doing. And because I didn't really have that true self-identity, I feel like I just was kind of like going with the flow. I was always myself and like my personality and things like that, but I do regret not focusing on this sooner, but that's why I appreciate that it's becoming, I don't want to say more of a trend, but it kind of is like in the, through the pandemic, I feel like we're focusing way more on self and obviously self-care is the buzzword, but I think I do prefer the word like self-love and really looking inward. Therapy has helped me a lot. I know that not everybody has access to it. So I'm so, so beyond lucky, but it really just being able to talk to someone unbiasedly and work through things from my past. Like I said, I had some moments in my past that kind of needed to be unlocked and looked into a little bit further and 
figure out, you know, my healing process and therapy has helped a lot with that as well as journaling. And I spend a lot of time on my own as it is, but I think through the pandemic, we're for it's forced time alone. So I think looking inward and thinking about what's important to me, my priorities in life and what makes Brooke Brooke and like that kind of self-discovery process, even, and for so long, I was like, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a social media person. Like that is my identity. But I was like, what is my identity beyond those things? You know, who, what, what are personality characteristics? You know, I was like, I, I, I felt like I kind of lost that identity of self from high school throughout just due to some things that happen like bullying and things like that. I don't have to get too into it, but a lot of people face things like that and we don't realize it and we kind of just brush over it and we're like expected to just be complete, but it's okay to recognize that and say like, Hey, I need some help beyond just talking to a friend. That's why I'm trying to like normalize therapy. I say it all the time. I'll say it to like even guys I'm dating. I'll be like, oh, I have therapy. And they're like, what's your, oh, like, what's your problem? And I guess oh that- Oh gosh, I'm literally rolling my eyes. <laughs> okay. I, that's what I'm saying. And I guess that's the like young twenties mentality of it. Mm -hmm. But no, it's not. And it's not even that like, I have anything quote wrong with me, even though it doesn't matter if there is, I'm not on medication or anything like that. It's just literally to improve my life and to better myself and to work on myself, which I believe everybody could benefit from some form of therapy. Even if you think that you have no trauma in your life or anything like that, like everyone could benefit. So that's kind of been my experience. And I think highs and lows, you know, it's so easy to be like, my journey's just been positive and upwards. Like I'll have a really good few weeks and be like, wow, I'm really growing and changing and like working on myself. And then I'll get knocked down again and then we'll go back up. So I feel like it's an ebb and flow kind of, and it does go hand in hand, like with confidence. And then I feel like body confidence kind of goes in there too, especially I don't know if it's just in this day and age of social media, like I've just been so much more in tune to that stuff from what we see, like when we're just scrolling online, it never used to like affect me like this. I feel like in college and stuff, it never really did, but now it just does. So it's all kind of tied in together and it's a journey for sure. It absolutely is. And just kind of touching back on one thing you said, you were like, you kind of regret just not having discovered some of this work in your earlier years. And I feel like we discover things like when we're ready for them, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, we feel like, oh, I wish I had like done this earlier. I wish this happened earlier. But it's like, if that thing had happened for you earlier, would you have actually been ready for it mentally, like and emotionally yep. and spiritually, right? So it's not that it happened too late for you. I think it's happening at the most perfect time for you. And I think that the people that you're encountering right now in your life, like you might be the catalyst for them to be like, oh, like maybe I should look into therapy. Like, oh, like maybe I should do this thing because maybe they never thought of it before, but you're that person that like, you know, puts them on to like what they need to actually like look into for themselves. Yeah, I'm glad you're saying that. And I think, and it's not a regret. It's not, I try to like live without regrets because I think they would drive me insane if I actually had them. It's just like passing thoughts where I'm like, hey, if I would have like, learn this information that I now know like three years ago like who knows how it could have changed me but at the same time I I can look back and be proud of myself for how far I've come and for my journey and for and I always have you always have to think like just where you are now like how grateful you are it, it almost the journey of course matters for like how you got here but like you're here and like yeah. that's what's important exactly yeah I completely agree and one of the things that I've seen people touch on a lot, especially when it comes to self-worth is like the boundaries piece, right? Because that is such a huge piece to self-worth. It's like, it kind of goes hand in hand with like, whatever, what are you allowing into your life? Like the people, the situations, the, the way people talk to you, the way they treat you, all those things. So as you've been doing this work and as you've been sort of like evolving, doing therapy, having this, these moments of growth within yourself, how have you noticed like, your the way that you set boundaries like how has that changed in your life and in like just your interpersonal relationships with people that's a really great question I think I almost used to with the exception of my family never set boundaries I definitely did like with my family I've always been super comfortable with them and like never really had to worry about that and always been I remember in high school even I would be like it would be you know five o'clock like I would eat some food and be like I'll see you tomorrow like and go upstairs and shut the door like I was like setting boundaries early with them but when it came to college and stuff like that I remember when I was faced with like my first roommate situation, I was like, how do I say like, you know, I, I want to watch my own show. Like I'm going to plug in my headphones and like watch my own show. Like we don't have to do everything together or like, you know, if she's going out like, oh, I can't go out with you tonight. Like I have to study, like even those type of boundaries. And I feel like it's definitely improved over the years because it does go hand in hand with confidence because when you're strong and solid and secure in yourself and your decision-making skills, 
it's easier. So now for me, it's so much easier. I have a business partner that I have to deal with. I have, you know, people that I work with that I'm like, I used to just make myself available and literally say like, I'm available whenever I'll move my schedule whenever. And it's like, no, you know, I have things that I have to do too. And I have other arrangements with other people and then I would be inconveniencing them. So it's just creating like scheduling boundaries. I'm getting better with that with friends. And I think it's due to, like I said, the growth and the confidence and the strength. I used to just question my decision-making skills. I think I would be like, Oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Like I got to tiptoe and like people please and whatever. And now I'm like a more solid, strong version of me, more confident. And I can set those things. And, you know, I, I also used to be so fearful. Like if I do this, they're not going to want to be my friend anymore. Or like in a business relationship, like they're going to drop me. Like if it's, you know, someone that like has me but signed or whatever. And I think you grow in confidence in those relationships too. Like new friendships, I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely hard to, you know, create that dynamic, but with like my best friends now and the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis, like they get it. And I respect their boundaries as well. You know, when someone tells me like, take, going to a cabin in in the woods for like a week I can't talk I'm not going to be like but what if I have a question it's like I get it you know you got to take care of you first I feel like it's the mutual of respecting other people's boundaries and the confidence in yourself I mean time definitely helps like you definitely don't have the same like boundary setting when you're 17 and when you're 20 almost 24 like it just changes yeah I agree and the big part of that too I think is the projection so like that fear that you think about, like you're, it could be oftentimes, I think you just projecting that fear onto other people and being like, they're going to respond this way. And then you tell, like you set that boundary and then the person's like, oh, okay, cool. I get it. And it's like, that could have been, I could have done this so much quicker, so much sooner if I like realized that it was going to be this simple and easy. Cause I have faced that um, in my life, especially when it comes to like the scheduling and, and just being very available because it's almost like you feel as if, if you're not available enough, like opportunities will pass you by. And I've I've had to like learn, no, nothing that's for you can like pass you by. Like those opportunities are going to always be there there for you. That's a really good point. Cause it's so easy to be like, if I don't say yes to this now, it's never going to happen again. It's like, take a breath. You know, I, I always think that too. That's a really good point. Okay, so let's dive into the hot topic of the day, (laughs) which is dating. I feel like I've been so drawn to like exploring books and content about romantic relationships because I'm recently single. Ah! (laughs) Hence the move to Dallas. I just, I was like- Good for you, wow. Like she's single, like where do I want to go? My work is remote. So I literally like, I visited Dallas once and I loved it here. And then I just like moved the next week. So it was very- I'm upset. This is my energy. Oh my God. (laughs) I have my, I don't know if you're familiar with like the middle chart, but my Mars is in Aries. So I'm very- Yes, yes, yes. Yes. I just, I shop, I buy things, I move. I, you know, very impulsively. So it happened. Wait, I love that for you. <laughs> so I've been watching, um, I saw your Q&A. So you did the super honest Q&A on like your life, dating, updates, yep. all that stuff. And you touched on like, obviously dating in that part, but I'm so curious. I want to know, like, what do you think the hardest part about dating is? Like one during COVID times, but like two modern dating. Cause I feel like they kind of go hand in hand, but like COVID times are just a whole different time. So like, we kind of got to separate that a little bit too, but yeah. what are the hardest parts of dating okay COVID times is obviously meeting people I think for people like you and me we're probably I could just assume like you're someone who thrives in person like you have no problem you know meeting people in bar settings or out or just in general so that's the problem I'm like I'm at the grocery store I'm at the gym and then I'm like okay well we're the cute guys aren't at Trader Joe's so yeah okay 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 I understand that for you I well you're more um you're like like, I apologize I'm sorry (laughs) no 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 no. but like you know what I mean like it seems like you're people though in the sense that I would assume you're not an introvert from what I can see so far I don't know you correct me if I, I'm, I actually, I'm like 50 50 okay I would say I'm about the same too you have a personality is what I mean in a good way but <laughs> and I feel like with this world right now I mean I'm actually I don't hate app dating that much I think that there's a few things we need to make improvements on and I think one of them is like adding somewhat of like a video component or like a voice component which it sounds so dumb but I've been like that would be on- so dope actually Right. I mean, I feel like doing it like is kind of cringe, like, like putting that somewhere on there. But at the same time, a picture of someone and a response don't equate to like how they would act on like a FaceTime or in real life. So I feel like to give a better picture of someone, we could add that in just because I've been on so many dates where I'm like, you not catfish, because it's definitely not that, but it's either you 
lied about your height. Like you're not as funny as you were in your prompts, like stuff like that, where maybe I'm not either. I'm not perfect. I'm not claiming like I'm such a perfect depiction of my profiles, but I feel like it would create more accurate matches in that sense. Obviously meeting people is the huge problem, at least for me. I've been really struggling with that. Or, and I've, I've heard amazing stories of through this where people have met friends of friends in like small settings and stuff. Can't relate. I have not. Um, yeah. So it's been apps for me. And it's nice in a sense that, you know, that everyone on there is looking like they might not be prepared to like be in a serious relationship or whatever, but at least they're crossing my fingers, hopefully single and like available. That's what, that's what we're looking for. And then I think the second challenge, which is just dating in general, um, what I've kind of found, and I don't know if it's, you know, the people that I'm picking or I feel like, I don't know, cause I feel like I've dated a pretty, a, a decent variety of guys in terms of, you know, different backgrounds and different work situations. And the age is pretty much always the same. So I think that's it for me is I don't want to say immaturity cause that's really mean, but not secure in themselves. And I think that's just a problem with people in their twenties too. And, you know, before I kind of did all this work on myself, I probably was in that category too, but I think that you can't be a fulfilling partner to someone if you're not secure in yourself a hundred percent. And I think a lot of the guys in this age demographic, and if we're living through a pandemic, I mean, gosh, it's hard. Like that's why it is pandemic dating plus dating in your twenties slash like young adulthood finding someone who's really like mature, stable, like ready to be in a relationship is really, that's the hardest part that I've come across. I would have to agree. I don't know, at least like what I've seen on the apps, like the amount of men that have been attractive to me, plus also like have their shit together. It's kind of, it's, it's like low, you know what I mean? So you're trying to, because if you're setting standards, right, and we're talk, going back to like the self-worth and the confidence, yeah. thing, it's like once you start to realize like who you are and once you start to see like, I bring all of these things to the table, you can't settle for the nonsense that you see on the dating apps anymore. So it's like you're swiping and you're seeing like just nonsense. I know you know the nonsense that you see. If you, if you ask for my Snapchat first, the converse, I can assure you we will. Yes, that's the end. That's not, yeah. That's so the end. I feel you because I, like, I'm in, I'm now officially in, like, well, I guess I'm, like, late 20s. I'm 26, so. That's barely. I feel, I feel very old. You're, like, um, mid-20s. I think mid goes, like, I would say, like, 24. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll say mid, just to help okay. myself. <laughs> so, like, mid-20s, and I'm, like, okay, this is the point when I think, I thought guys are getting, like, more serious. I'm, like, they're probably thinking about you know, possibly settling down in the next couple of years. So they're trying to get more intentional about dating. Apparently not because I'll see, like I have my age. Well, I deleted the apps for a little, I'm taking a hiatus. Good for you. I was losing my mind. I like had set my age range to like up to 34. And I was like, I, I'm like, I was cringing at that, but I was like, let me, let me be open. I'm trying to be open-minded. Even these like grown, like 32, 33 year old men had Snapchats in their bios. And I was like, I can't. Sir. <laughs> it just goes to show that age, that's why I don't even want to blame it on like this age group. Cause I definitely think there are like, not even just old souls, but just mature men in any age group. Like you could, cause you exactly. could be a mature, an immature 30 year old, or you could be a mature 25 year old like that. And they are at completely different points in life. So I think it is. Exactly just finding those right people. And that's why I said, I don't know if it's me picking wrong or if, you know, like I just can't get out of the talking phase and I've gone through so many failed ones at this point that it is, I'm, I'm like, I'm done. Like I, I have no more mental energy for this anymore to like get to that point where it's like, you're almost there and like get my hopes up and like really like someone it is it's crushing. Like, I'm not going to lie. And it's like that TikTok sound, like maybe I'm the problem. Do you know that TikTok sound? Well, I don't think, well, yeah, but I don't think, so that's the thing. Cause I'm just like, is it, cause sometimes I have to play devil's advocate and I'm like, is it a you problem and a me problem? Cause I'm also in the same boat or is it just like a problem of like, it's just not our time. Right. And, and that I think is like what I've been leaning into is like the time piece, because I'm just like, again, going back to what you said, like, we're not perfect people, but if you know what you bring to the table, if you know where your shortcomings are and you're working on them, not because I feel like going into relationship, you don't have to be perfect because no one's ever going to be perfect. So it shouldn't be like, oh, I need to get to this point before I can get into a relationship because like, you're always going to be doing work on yourself. Totally. So it's like, as long as you're committed to doing that work, as long as you're like bringing your best to the table, like it, you're not really the problem because there are other people out there who are just on these apps who haven't even thought about self-work at all. And they're just like yeah. really problematic. 
And if you, as like a man, are trying to approach me with one, your Snapchat, two, asking me to link up. No, you're gonna ask me on a date because I'm no. not linking unless like we you're should hang out sometime. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. What? Like absolutely. Where is chivalry? Is dead. Is no. It? I, I'm like trying to not believe that because I'm like, I refuse to believe that romance and chivalry, chivalry, oh, that's so hard to say, yeah. are dead. Like I refuse to believe it because I'm just like, I have this vision of like someone coming in and being very romantic, like knowing like what I need and what I want, being able to meet my needs, being able to show up as a partner, as an equal, pulling their weight. Like, so that's not, that's it's not, not dead. It's not, that was very negative. Right? to say it's 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 not I know that it exists yeah no no I feel like because I also had the same thought the other day when I was like oh my god is it and I was like no don't don't go into that I had to stop myself and be like girl no we're not going there (laughs) and have you ever met people that because this has happened to me like in the recent year too where I've met people that almost have every characteristic that I'm looking for and they've like even treated me well whatever but like there's a few pieces missing but it almost it gives me more hope for the future because I'm like it shows that someone who's so close to what I'm looking for is out there. Like, I feel like it's the universe's way of being like, keep going. Like you're like, yes. the, like it's something better. Cause you know how they say like the universe gives you like, yes, no, or like something better is on the way. Mm-hmm. I do. I have to believe that. Otherwise I will drive myself insane. And I feel like you would. Like, I No, I completely agree. <laughs> and I completely think that's exactly what that is. I recently met someone um, here who was like that, like just so sweet, like, literally like here's the thing here's what got me literally he had texted me one day and was like you know are you free tonight and then I was like yeah and then he literally set up the date told me to play so many times I was like this is so simple but like ideal like I don't want you to ask me what type of food do you, you know want I mean? like, like you just, set it up like, be a man like take yes. the lead and I will follow as like if I feel comfortable right and so it was a great situation, but there were just a couple of things that we weren't aligned on. Like I consider myself more spiritual, kind of like more free. He was very religious. And so mm-hmm. kind of like the faith is obviously a big piece, right? And just certain things. But I do think those situations are like just showing you the possibilities, showing you what's out there. Because before that, like certain things that were done, I'd never experienced. And I really just had only seen them in movies or read them in books. And I was like, oh, this is like a real life thing. And I think those moments just kind of like give you that like the nudge and that reminder, like, no, like you're headed in the right direction. Like, like, it's like encouragement. Cause sometimes you're like, I just want to give up. And it's like, you have a situation like that and maybe it does fall through, but it's like, no, this is like a little taste of what you're going to get. If you like this, like get ready for the buffet because it is, it's going to be so good. Yeah. This is so inspiring. Like I really needed to hear this recently because it's so easy to get down when you get excited about something and it doesn't work out on either your end there and like literally mutual lines. Cause I've had that happen too, where I'm just like, this is a mess. Like maybe we can like pick this up like another time or it's just like not working and it's, and it's discouraging, but then you think about it and not, and nobody's perfect. I don't mean to be out here like, oh, there's a perfect person, but I do believe in that whole, like make a list of like your ideal mm-hmm. characteristics and stuff. And with everybody, there's everybody that I've like at least dated in the past, there's been, and it hasn't been deep. I've never been in like a really, really serious relationship, but I'm just talking about people that I've like casually dated and whatnot with all of them compared to my list. There was something that didn't add up. I haven't met someone that really met everything on the list yet. And my list is not outrageous. I mean, it's a little I'm sure bit it's like, not. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. And I feel like you can have a long list. I don't think the length of the list matters. It's just like what's on the list. And I think the most important thing is like, for me, I think with the list, it's, do you bring the same type of energy, right? Like, can oh, you match it? That's, that's what I truly, yeah. think. you know, people like have, that's like a controversial thing. Cause I know B Simone said it the other day, but maybe it was her delivery because people were so upset about what she said. And I was like, she's not wrong. Like you can't be out here. Like I want a guy that is like making six figures, doing this, doing that. And you're like sitting at home, like not working, like not no exactly not working on yourself. That's what I'm saying. It's fair for that match up. That's what I'm saying. Sitting here saying like, I need a man who's willing to work on himself. If you're out here, like, I don't believe in therapy, like next, like I, that is, that is something that's not on my list. You know, like big things like that, of course, like you have to be, if you're, if I'm putting in the work, I expect you to put in the work too, or have done the work on yourself. Yeah. It's just like how 
people who have really common interests find each other. Like if you're, you know, one of these girls who like lives in the gym, you're probably going to date a guy who is really into the gym too. It's just like, you can't expect to date a guy with a ripped body. If you haven't stepped in the gym in the past like year, that's kind of my thought process with it. Nor would you really want to, because you don't have common interests clearly. Exactly. Like he's going to always be like, Oh, you want to go to the gym with me? And you talk about protein powder. You're going to be like, 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 so so that's something that's on my list is like fitness. And again, not for like the vanity of like, Oh my God, he needs to have abs, but like it's a lifestyle. So I, I completely understand. It's like literally matching up with lifestyle interests like you know just compatibility really across across different levels so that being said what would your best advice for dating be oh my gosh okay (laughs) well I get the best advice from my parents because they've been together for like almost 30 years like they met in high school it's like really cute they married for almost 30 years they've been like together forever since like they were like 16 17 it's it's very cute but it's yeah I love them they're really the best influences on me in terms of healthy relationships and they always say because I would always like complain or be like I don't understand like why is this happening to me whatever and they were like Brooke one day oh my god I'm like literally getting emotional just because it like makes me so it, it makes me happy that I'm looking forward to it like one day you won't be so confused and sad and like whatever and it will just make sense like if they wanted to they would it doesn't need to be especially in the beginning it shouldn't be jumping through hoops and like trying to like make things work and you know miscommunication not even necessarily fights but like miscommunications and you know them acting in a way that you don't like like one day it's just gonna make sense and not that it's gonna be perfect and amazing but just it'll just be and it will just make sense. And, yeah. and I do believe it. Like you have to believe in it. Like, I guess that's like believing in like, what, like true love, like you're true, you know, cause I, I do kind of, I mean, call me like storybook or what, you know, I'm like, like that too, where I do believe that there's like a true love out there for me and I want to find them, but when I'm ready. I love that. And I got chills as you were getting emotional. Cause I feel like that when you tap into those emotions, I think it's almost kind of like there's a piece of you that's like experiencing, I believe in like parallel realities, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's a piece of you that's experiencing that right now. And it's sort of like tapping into the you who's in this situation right now and being like, just hold on. Like, (laughs) like don't worry because really, I think the biggest thing is no matter what you go through with all the like discouraging moments, it's really holding on to that hope. And I think one of the things that, the reason why I had to delete the apps for a second and take a break is because when you notice something is like, um, like it's destroying your belief or like breaking your hope, I think you have to kind of, that's your sign to like put it away for a little bit or like get rid of it because you need that hope and that belief. Like that's the thing that's going to draw you closer to that person. Cause that's that, that higher vibration, essentially the vibration of love, the vibration of just like happiness of like you expecting the good versus being frustrated with like what's going on right now because like if you know these guys are causing frustration and like sadness or or just confusion confusion because I always used to sit there and be like mixed signals or whatever and it's the right person isn't going to give you mixed signals like what type no I agree I was actually watching I like um binge watched sex in the city recently like literally just finished season the entire thing and there was an episode oh my gosh who was it was it Steve no it wasn't Steve I think Carrie was dating this guy and she was like she brought him to dinner and like Miranda was asking about like oh like I'm dating this guy and he like I asked him up after a date and he was like oh I have like work in the morning or something like that and Carrie's boyfriend was like oh like he's just not that into you and then they all started talking about how like guys will give mixed signals and this that, and the other and he was like there are no mixed signals like if a guy's into you he will show it he'll make it clear if he's not he's not that into you. And I was just like, really? It's simple because if you notice, like men are very like, they're very simple. Like they, they, they are, no, men are very direct too. Very, yeah, we think so complex that we're connecting all these dots. They, yes. They're like this. There's no dots for them besides the one and two. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they can't give you mixed signals because I truly believe they're like, not not that they're not capable because that sounds like they're dumb, like not in a dumb way but like they really just don't think like that like I think they're yeah, we, do, we think I like her different. our brains are totally different yeah like he's gonna text you he's gonna call you he's gonna make it clear yeah. like, I remember I got here and I like was talking to this one guy and like now we're not talking anymore but like when he was like really trying to like make clear like he literally called me like he would call me and he would be like hey um when like making setting up dates and doing that and I'm like 
he's really very clear about what he wants or really very clear about like pursuing me and I didn't have to like question it you know what I mean versus if you're talking to someone it's like you know they're like oh like do you want to hang out or like whatever and then it's like you guys don't hang out because they don't spend time and then you're like hey and you have to double text and be like hey do you want is there time like I don't have time I really don't have exactly. time I'm working I, I'm doing things I feel the same way I, I'm in the mindset of like obviously not like on the first date but in the beginning I'm like really setting my expectations from the forefront and I've had people who are like it's a lot for me like you know and I'm not out here like I want to date you but I'm like I'm not I'm not like I'm dating for a relationship at this point like I'm not just like casually like in the past I'd be like I don't care like I'll go based off of what you're looking for and now I'm like my life is like really stable like I'm doing like really well knock on wood but like uh, like I don't really you're, no you're good girl no one needed you are not good like I don't I don't really want to like f around anymore just because I would rather be single like I, if you're gonna like literally do the games bs like that's cool but like it's just not for me like I would rather I would literally rather like not be texting anyone than like be texting you and play games like it's just not worth it exactly exactly Okay, so we're going to kind of transition just a little bit. And I actually want to, the dating segment was so, so juicy, by the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love that we're like aligned on a lot of different things. Like, yeah. that's why I want, because I literally watch YouTubers that I'm like, or people are like, I follow people online or watch people that I'm like, I would be friends with you. Like, I don't. Yes, we totally, oh my gosh. Yeah. When I'm in Dallas, we in whenever time like let me know I also watch Kenzie Elizabeth and I'm literally like she put me onto La La Land and I'm obsessed with that place I literally I go there like every Friday to work now I want to go there so bad it's it's really nice and they're very nice like you walk in and they're like hi how are you and they like tell you they love you it's like very intense but like in a good way like you just it's it's great yeah (laughs) but I kind of want to transition and chat a little bit about your weight loss journey so this is one thing that you've been very like open and authentic about on YouTube. And I'm really curious, like what was the spark for you? What caused you to kind of like start this journey? Really good question. I guess like we'll start with like a history of like my weight loss endeavors. I feel like this is a generalization, but from so many of my friends from college and high school and stuff like that, as women, I mean, of course the media tells us like, you know, we are, they're put in front of our face, like crash diets and like easy abs. And like, even through the pandemic, we've seen all of these, like the rise and fall of all these like workout programs that like claim to get you, you know, abs and stuff. So it's just very like in our faces, I feel like. So I struggled with it a lot through college gained I, I was always like pretty lean growing up and then I went to college gained some weight um and then I just kind of did random stuff through college like what my roommates would do like low carb nothing healthy nothing sustainable um I did a bunch of like really great workouts though I did like pure bar and orange theory and stuff like that but I think I never really I always saw it very short term I would be like one month till spring break catch me at the gym every day you know like I never thought about it as a lifestyle which I know sounds so cheesy whenever I hear people say that I'm like literally shut up like it's (laughs) but it's true I always saw it as like no I'm I'm only going to be in like weight loss health mode for like a month or two max and then who cares And then I'll probably stop. And then I'll probably have to do it again in six months. And it's like, why does it have to be that way? I don't know. And also it it doesn't work. I mean, quite frankly, like I never saw the result situation literally. And what, over what five pounds? Like I looked roughly the same. I look back on my pictures, not even that I looked bad. Like I said, I think it's just like a media thing that's in our face. Like you have to look better. And like, cause I look back and I'm like, I, I, I look good. Even when I wasn't, you know, trying to actively like be, insane and then I graduated from college worked for a little bit definitely just and it was just never my priority I always worked out and did stuff and they always said like 80 percent of your weight loss comes from the kitchen or something or it's like the abs are made in the kitchen oh my yes. god yes I hate that but it's so me true too. me too because I'm like a foodie yeah. and I'm like same same I struggle I sweets I have a problem I'm it's struggling hard. with the sugar addiction I'm like working on it actively now but yeah and then I I would hate when people would be like, just eat fruit. I would be like, shut up. Like, that's like the same. Like ice cream and watermelon, like they're both great, but they're not the same. It's not the same. No. Like if I want candy, I'm going to 7-Eleven and getting candy. Like it's happening. So, and I, I don't even know really what happened. I think pandemic kind of, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't even want to say let myself go. I just, health was at the bottom of my list of priorities in my life. And I would, you know, work out here and there. But then I remember it was just like end of the year after like a holiday, just, and I just looked in the mirror and I was like, I, and it doesn't need to be physical 
physically, but it's just how I felt too. I was like, I don't feel like myself. Like, I feel like I almost had like an out of body experience where I was like, kind of like what's happening. And my mom was going back on Weight Watchers, which I, I had tried before. Um, and I really do like the program. It's called WW now. It's like an app on your phone that you can get. And I literally decided like two days before I did, I was like, all right, I'm going to like, quote, like do it with you, but it's not something you do it on your own, but it just, it's better to like have an accountability. accountability, Yeah, totally. Like I live on my own, but it's just nice to like share recipes and like share, you know, motivation, that sort of stuff. So it's basically like, I always warn people like with the trigger warning and stuff, because it is like a tracking food system, but it's not calories. It's basically they assign point values to food, but there are foods that you can technically eat unlimited of. So if you're hungry and it's midnight, it's not like, oops, you're out of calories. Like there's still foods that you're able to eat. There's a variety of different plans that work for different people. I just lost, it wasn't even about the quickness of it, but I just, from the first weeks that I was doing it, I was losing weight. So I was just really impressed and it just kind of became, I'm not going to say it was easy by any means, but it it wasn't necessarily as difficult as I imagined. So many times in the past, it's like, you can lose weight, but like you can never eat white bread again or ice cream or whatever. And with this, nothing's off limits. You just have to like track it and like put it in your day and I make it work. You know, I still go out and like I'll have some drinks and whatever, but like, I'm not drinking three times a week. I'm drinking maybe once a week or I can still order Chipotle and Cava and those sort of things, but I'll get like a salad instead of like a burrito or like a quesadilla every night. Or I, if I want a quesadilla, I can have one, but maybe I just won't get like the chips and guac on the side too. Like I'll, you know, figure out some applications. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that is truly like life in balance because I never want to be that friend that like can't go out to dinner. or Like I have to be like, "Mm, hopefully they have something on the menu for me. Not to like knock, obviously I know a lot of people do like gluten-free vegan for like health reasons, but I never wanted to be that. It's not a, it's not a um, requirement. Like it's just a choice. So I never wanted to be like that friend. And that's why this really works for me. So I always I feel like you have to figure out what works for you. And I used to shame, not shame, but like knock other quote, like diet programs. Like I would see some of my friends doing something be like, I would never do that. Like whatever. And honestly, I'm just learning if it works for you, it works for you because people can easily come and shame what I'm doing. And I'm like the proof's in the pudding. Like I've lost like 15 pounds now. Like I think I look great. My confidence is Thank you. Thank you. It's, and it's about the confidence. Like the fact that I'm wearing sports bras and leggings again, that I felt like I couldn't wear in the longest time. I would just wear like baggy sweatshirts and like whatever. Cause I just yeah. like, wasn't feeling myself. Like that's what it's all about to me. It's not even about like the number. Cause like, then, you know, like the number on the scale, like technically in the past few weeks, like I've been like, quote, like gaining again, but it's probably like muscle too. Cause you're working out. So like, that's also a piece of it. I think it's just like one, how you look and how you feel. And yeah. then two, I've seen just in your videos, like you, when you do like a grocery haul and stuff like that, like you being more conscious of what you're putting in your body, which totally. is like a big piece of it. It's not just like, cause weight is so like weight fluctuates. Like literally if I ever weigh myself on any given day, I'm always like five pounds heavier heavier at night than I am in the morning that's how my body is and it's not like it's literally kind of like an illusion because I'm yes. like no I didn't just all of a sudden gain five pounds I'm like of course not eat. and I have food in my stomach and that's what it is but it's like you're being so conscious of your lifestyle and how you're treating your body and how you're moving your body and I feel like that's the bigger the bigger thing I completely agree and yeah I used to do I, well I also used to be like terrified of the scale because I would get so sad if it was up and like down if it and now I just am like I know how I look in the mirror and I know that I get bloated throughout the day doesn't everybody like I saw that um Mia Khalifa TikTok of her like drinking water what did you see it I, no I didn't but I'm just like I'm, I feel like I'm like blurred all the day now I'm like taking these new probiotics and like I feel like that's like a symptom or like that's like a reaction when you start taking certain probiotics like they just like yeah bloated. it's uh, it's kind of awful but I mean I'm like I, I know I get that let's keep going good bacteria for the stomach so yeah it will, it, I mean it's worth it for sure in the yeah. long run and like it's more like I don't even care about like the physically bloatedness like it's more when it's like discomfort bloat like at the end of the day after you eat like for me it's like if I have like a lot of ice cream or something and I'm like oh I don't feel well right now like that's when it's more a problem but I'm still learning you know which I think is so exciting like learning what foods work well with my body because it could be like the healthiest food ever like I had broccoli the other day and I got kind of bloated and I was like this is like one of the best things quote that you could put in your body in terms of like vitamins and minerals that are in it but like maybe it's just not reacting well with my body which is kind of cool to like learn and explore that yeah I agree oh I love that and I love watching your journey so thank you for taking us along I feel like again it's like very authentic very raw very vulnerable and I think that's what makes it so 
cool for you to share because I know that there are other people that are definitely going through that journey as well or have started that journey because they've seen you kind of like take the courage to to embark on that so we're gonna wrap up the episode but before we do I would love if you could leave us with one last piece of advice anything around self-care self-worth and then I would also love if you could share where the audience can find you on social and on the internet if they're interested in your content and just learning more about you yes um well this actually ties up the weight loss like you know confidence category really nicely because my quote is do it for you and I used to always wait around for everything but specifically related to weight loss and like I said, I would, you know, see other people doing these fad diets and whatever. But then I finally came to a point where I was ready. You know, I was ready. Like I did it for me. I didn't do it because I want to, you know, date a hot guy. I didn't do it because I wanted to like, you know, do what my friends were doing. I literally, like I said, like looked in the mirror and I was like, girl, you're doing this for you. And I feel that way about work stuff. I feel that way about my, my personal relationships, whatever. Like, I feel like the root of it has to be for you and because you love yourself and because you're proud of yourself and do it for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. Um, and then um, plug myself. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> yes, all the things. I'm gonna link everything in the show notes too. But like, I always have people like just kind of like say where people can find them too. Because some people, I don't know. I feel like some people just don't go to the show notes and they probably just listen and like. Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. This was literally an amazing conversation. Yes, um, of course, and thank you for being here. This is so exciting to see you like on my big screen and now yeah. you're on like my little screen. It's uh, awesome. I love it. No, this was awesome. And you're an amazing interviewer, by the way. Thank you. Uh, such a good convo. So I'm at Brooke Michio, M-I-C-C-I-O. I know people are like, how do I pronounce your last name? Like there's a lot of pronunciations. I won't get mad, but it's Michio on Twitter, Instagram. My YouTube channel is Brooke Michio. So you could just like plug that in. TikTok, Clubhouse, and then my, like literally anything. And then my uh, podcast is called Gals on the Go podcast with my friend Danielle. We do new episodes every week. Yes, highly recommend everything, Brooke. Like she is amazing. And I saw your tweet today about Clubhouse and I literally wanted to go join, but like I have to turn my personal Clubhouse into like um, the company I work for is pod, I mean Clubhouse because we needed to get on Clubhouse. Yeah. So now I'm like, I can't, I don't want to like join any conversations because it's going to like be the brand. It's just going to be weird. So. So yeah, I might make a new one like on my iPad or something. I heard that. Well, actually, can I? Because it's the same number. I'll figure it out. You can make, um, you could get a Google phone number, I think for free. Okay. I will do that because I, yeah. like, I want to join certain conversations, but I'm like, I want to join them as myself, I, you know? I get that. So it's so, yeah. I want to join, but like, I don't want people to know I'm there. So like, it really makes me second think things. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you should make one too. Like, just be, I don't know, like makeup, you know, kind of like how Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Like you could do like, kind of like, like an alias. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. This is amazing. And yeah, everyone go check out the show notes, follow Brooke everywhere, go subscribe to her podcast and her YouTube and all the things because she is amazing. Thank you so Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.